Hello and welcome to the Writing Your Best Self podcast with me, Georgina Elmashady. Journaling is an incredible self-improvement practice that will help you cultivate the introspection and self-awareness you need to become your best self. Each week, we explore tried and tested techniques along with journaling prompts to help you dig deeper into yourself so you can leverage the wisdom within to achieve your biggest goals and create your best life. Let's get writing. Who am I really? What am I capable of? What's my purpose in life? How can I feel happier, more successful, more fulfilled, etc.? I think we all ask ourselves questions like these at some point in our lives. And our curiosity for these types of questions, they don't really surprise me because the more I dive into inner work and explore the art of contemplation, the more I realise how there are infinite pathways within for self-discovery. The truth is we are constantly changing because every conversation, interaction, experience, even a moment can shift us in some way. Because in every moment of being and doing, we have a chance to reflect. We gain a new experience and therefore have the opportunity to bring more of who we are into our conscious awareness. Okay, so that was quite deep for the beginning of this episode, but I wanted to give us some context for this notion of what it's like to walk a path where we are curiously discovering who we are. And... I wanted to speak to this human curiosity we have for finding truth, for finding our truth. But how do we do that? How do we walk that path of knowing ourselves? And to help us understand this journey, I wanted to share a quote from best-selling author and leadership expert Robin Sharma. And this is what he has to say about how we discover ourselves. He says... The starting point of discovering who you are, your gifts, your talents, your dreams, is being comfortable with yourself. Spend time alone. Write in a journal. Okay, so I am probably a tad bit biased singling out this quote amongst all the quotes I could have chosen, but I loved it because it gives a big nod to journaling and the power of journaling. And so I wanted to take this episode to unpack the insights in that quote and just explore how we can use those three steps of being comfortable with ourselves, spending time alone, and writing in a journal to discover who we are. So let's dive in with the first step, which is, what does it actually mean to be comfortable with ourselves? So as I was exploring that concept, I found this quote from Mark Twain, and he says, the worst loneliness is to not be comfortable with yourself, which kind of resonated for me. I, I understood where he was coming from. And I think this notion of what it means to be comfortable with ourselves is subjective because we all have different experiences with this because we've all got experiences that have shaped what we've encountered on our own life paths. And for me, I think being comfortable with myself is definitely this feeling of being comfortable in my body. Like, Do I feel good about who I am? And there have been times in my life when I have not felt comfortable with myself. Like There have been times in my life when I've wanted to not be in my body where I felt that discomfort or an ease or frustration at being stuck and trapped. And when I look back, I can see that there was a correlation between feeling comfortable with myself and the amount of personal power I felt. And I think personal power is important here because 
For me, personal power is not only the ability to know what I want and who I am, but also that ability to go after those things as well. And so I believe that when we get comfortable with ourselves, we can better uncover, own and accept who we are and what we have to work with. You think about it, when we're comfortable with ourselves, it is easier to leverage our skills because you see them. It can also be easier to navigate challenges or failures because even if you might be hard on yourself in the moment, you can still give yourself grace and compassion if you feel comfortable with who you are. And also, when we're comfortable with ourselves, I believe we have more capacity to sit with all of who we are. And this is important because when we can sit with the aspects of ourselves that we don't like, we don't feel proud of or don't make us feel comfortable, like we're not denying our essence. We're actually expanding our ability to see all of us, to see ourselves, to feel ourselves and to shine the light of awareness on all these aspects that may otherwise have stayed hidden. And so this ability to be comfortable also has this association with containing all of who we are, having that capacity to see it, to feel it, to own it, accept it and then express it. And so I can see why being comfortable with yourself is key to discovering who you are, because at the root of all of it is self-love. If you're comfortable with yourself, it somehow conveys the fact that you love yourself And I think self-love then ignites all the other selves, you know, the self-expression, the self-expression, the self-acceptance, the self-confidence. And those selves, those self, when you can stand and own all of those selves, it gives you more capacity and personal power and ability to know who you are and then start taking the steps to create things that you desire. So how do you know when you're comfortable with yourself? something to explore and I encourage you to sit with that question and then the next step according to Robin Sharma's quote in discovering who you are is to spend time alone I'm definitely an advocate for this one I think spending time alone is super important especially in today's digital age think about it we are surrounded by noise and that noise can be very all-consuming And also it can be very subtle. We cannot realise that we are hearing external voices rather than our own. And that's why spending time alone is is so valid and so important because it helps us to silence those external influences. And most importantly, it helps us to get better at distinguishing between all the outside noise and your voice. And in turn, you can get clearer and clearer on knowing what you really want. Now think about how often do we chase things or put our life on hold until we've obtained a thing or push something down the road because we think there's something else to be, do or have first. Like we live in this exceptionally noisy world. We're surrounded by information, which can be a good and a bad thing. There's 24 seven entertainment. And so there's all these influences. And so we wanna get to this place where we can discern between, okay, what's a soul whisper? And what is something that's that's from the ego? What is something that's a desire that's been shaped and inspired and influenced by something outside of us? And it doesn't have that deeper resonance with the truth of who we are. And so another reason to spend time time alone and to start to dial down that external noise is because all those external voices, opinions, beliefs, dreams, desires, they all take up space in our head. And we want to make sure that the external stuff isn't drowning out our own truth, our own inner voice, our own wisdom, our own intuition, our own gut knowing, for example. Because... 
The more we can hear our true self, the more we can make decisions that are aligned with what's going to make us happy. Think about it. Have you ever made a decision because you thought it was the right thing to do or because someone else said it was in your best interests or because the promised outcome reflected something that you saw in the media or on social? Honestly, I think we've probably all done that to a certain extent. And so in this age of just unlimited opportunities and so much choice and so much distraction, it is really powerful to spend time alone and hearing yourself. And it can be really difficult to do this because being alone, I don't think, is is not just the absence of other people in your physical space. I think it also means the absence of that external noise. So turning off your phone, turning off the TV, tuning out of social media, for example. And all of these things can feel uncomfortable because we're so used to being surrounded. It's, it's actually really quite hard to be bored nowadays because you just pull out your phone and switch on the latest Netflix um, TV program or whatever it is that consumes your attention. And sometimes when you take away that, take that away, you have to sit with yourself and that can be uncomfortable because sitting with yourself, things can start to bubble up that have been suppressed because that void is always filled with something. And the power of spending time alone is that it enables us to go deep. We live in a distractible age. Right or wrong, it's just a fact. Because of the constant onslaught of information, the information overwhelm stroke information abundance. What that does, it can get us stuck with surface level thinking because there's so much stuff to consume and we can't take it all in. We scroll or flick. And what happens is that can stop us from sinking our teeth deeper into information, into thoughts, into ideas. But it is depth that we want. Depth is a differentiator. Depth is where the clarity comes from. Um, The more complex thoughts that we can juggle and move through, that helps us to surface insight and wisdom. And and that's what we really want. We want to get beyond the the surface and superficial chatter. And this is what happens when we sit with ourselves for a longer period of time than would usually be comfortable. We give ourselves that space to contemplate when we allow ourselves to mull over thoughts, feelings, stories, ideas, insights, concepts, etc. We start to surface more of our individual wisdom. And when you allow yourself to get really clear on what you want and you ask yourself why, you can start to uncover your true motivations. You can get clearer and clearer on what you do want. And what you might find is the things you want are different from what you thought you wanted or different from what society says you should want, or different from what your closest influences say you should desire. This can be a powerful, unlayering process. What it does, it helps us to connect back with that true essence of what it is we deeply desire, the truth of who we are. And this is what can happen when you spend time alone. And then the third part is why write in a journal? Well, writing in a journal is a great sidekick for when you're spending time alone because it provides that space where you can bounce your ideas off and collect your ideas. It's also a, a proactive, active process to sit and journal because sometimes for me, when I just sit with my thoughts, I can't expand them enough to really stretch out and see where those threads are going. 
I can end up, because my brain can only process so much, I can end up just turning over the same things over and over again instead of finding closure or instead of extrapolating them out. And But for me, in the journal, because the thought can be captured and unraveled, I can see it right through to the end. And also as I write, I'm clearing space in my in my mind for new thoughts and new insights to come through. There's something really powerful about making your thoughts and your feelings tangible by expressing them onto the blank page. Somehow you are reflected back at you. And so the journal is almost like that third person, that mediator that is showing you what you're saying. And you can listen to yourself backwards from that perspective. And then from that point, maybe you're going to ask different questions or maybe you can make new discoveries. Maybe you can get some clarity. It's so powerful when you create that relationship with a blank page because you start to see different aspects of yourself. You start to surface the things that were buried. You allow yourself to put yourself under loving scrutiny because your experiences are like an onion layer and we can use curiosity and creativity to go deeper and deeper. Like journaling can be productive. Sometimes the journaling is just clearing space. It's just writing, getting the surface superficial stuff out of your mind onto the page. That part can feel unproductive. What you're writing can feel pretty pointless. You can actually bore yourself or annoy yourself. I have this experience from, oh my, like, why am I writing this stuff? It's like just, it's just junk. But sometimes we need to get out the junk first so we can see what's deeper underneath. And maybe you've experienced this too, but I love that point in my journaling when suddenly something inspirational comes through or shows up. Suddenly I get an insight or I get a point of clarity or I get a point of knowing. I'm like, ah, yes. Okay, thank you for that. I, I often don't even read back what I write. Sometimes just the act of writing helps me to cement something or helps me to crystallize something. So the journal is that receptacle. It's that empty space, the empty space of possibility that you can create your own relationship with. And if you use it as a tool with the intention to know yourself, to know who you are, you can have some of the most potent, profound conversations. The conversations you need to have. The conversations you feel called to explore. And because the only person judging you in the journal is you, you can give yourself permission to put that inner critic to one side and just say things as they are. You can vent, you can express, you can explore your pain, you can, you can say the things you wouldn't say out loud just to see what it looks like written down. And of course, you can always destroy your writing afterwards to protect yourself. So journaling is, for me, and such a powerful tool when we use it as a way to know who we are. And I believe that's one of the most powerful, important, life-changing experiences we can move through is to get clearer and clearer on who we are because the more we know ourselves, our true selves, ourselves, not the one that's shaped by the external influences that are not our truth, but the ones that are coming from deeper within, and we start setting the goals that really ignite us. We start creating, making the decisions that enable us to live our authentic, our, our authentic selves. 
we start to make decisions that direct us into our fullest potential and we can become our best selves. So this week, I want to give you a question that can really help you tap into this knowing of, of who you are. And I want you to ask yourself, what do you want? Like, what do you want? You start with the superficial answers. I think a list journaling technique is really powerful for this. Then as you write down the things you want, you can start to categorize your answers, maybe into life buckets, relationships, finance, success, etc., work. What do you want in these different categories? And then when you've expressed all the things you can think about, look at the things that really stand out. Oh, I really desire that. I really desire that. And ask yourself why. Why? Why do you want that? What do you think it's going to give you? What does it really represent for you? Why is it important to you? Because do that exercise and you're going to get a clearer knowing of what's important to you, what matters to you. And that clarity can help shape your next steps in really powerful ways. So I'm excited to know how this activity lands for you this week. What do you uncover from, it's a cool thing, journey questions can sometimes be so simple, but it's the way you approach those questions, like the commitment you have to sit with yourself, to go beyond the obvious. Don't just churn stuff out, like don't see journaling as something just to check off your to-do list, oh I journaled today, no, 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 that's not it, that's not the, the point here, it's not to do it just for the sake of doing it. What is the intention you're bringing into your journal? And if it's about, oh, I, I want to know myself. I want to I wanna express myself. I want to connect with myself. I want to see what I have to say. I want to have that conversation with the deeper part of me that sometimes I find hard to hear. Like when you allow the journal to give you access to those kinds of conversations, whoa, magic really can happen. So reminder, what do you want? That's this week's prompt. Take it into your journal right away. And until next week, get to writing.